Hey, it's Aidan here. Just before we get into today's episode, I wanted to let you know about something new. It's called the Magician's Business Group. We've just opened up a Facebook group designed to help you guys as entertainers grow and improve your entertainment business. So if that is you, if you are an entertainer that wants help growing and improving your entertainment business, just head over to thesuccessfulmentalist.com forward slash group and the magic of the internet will take you right there. Or if you're like me, have the Facebook app on your phone, open it up and search for the Magician's Business Group and you'll go straight there. Anyways, back to the episode. So I'm sat here, Aidan. It's a scorching day. I've got the doors open, the windows open. The sun is beaming in through the conservatory and we're actually recording this podcast in August. You're listening in October. Still a bit of sun out there. And today we're talking about Christmas, guys. Today we are talking about Christmas as me and Aiden are roasting ourselves off in the summer. Aiden, why the hell are we talking about Christmas today? Well, it's bloody brilliant. We're recording this in August. It goes live in October and then Christmas is in December. So it's completely confusing for everybody. It's almost like a blooming half a year run at this. But look. Christmas is something that is coming up. We all know it's coming up. It comes up every single year. But the one thing that a lot of us fail to do is actually get prepared for the Christmas season as entertainers. The bookings kind of just roll in and and things just happen and there's a a lot of stuff. and, And for a lot of entertainers, Christmas is the busiest time of the year because it's flat out every single day from end of November, perhaps even earlier, all the way through to the bloody middle of January, end of January. It's absolutely ridiculous. And what we want to do is give you a, a template, a set of tools to actually use right now to prepare for the actual season uh, as it comes around so you're really ready for it it's a bizarre thing to be talking about in the middle of august and that's actually now in october or, or if you're listening to it even later it might even be christmas by which point implement this stuff immediately and to break this down if anyone's not really understood why we're talking about this so early seasonal periods throughout the year can be our most profitable times as entertainers Everyone's looking to book, as you said. So what does that mean when we actually look at this in simple terms, Aidan? There's more money to be made. You can make more money, which then puts less pressure on the rest of the year or the next year for you. If you have a fantastic Christmas, a fantastic January... Well, that's going to give you less stress throughout the next year ahead. Throughout 2022, I'm looking at the calendar there, don't know what year it is. Throughout 2022, you're going to have less stress. So it's going to be easier for you. And you're going to be able to focus your time on the things that you actually love and care about without going through each month going, "Ah, I can't pay the bills this month. That's why this is so important. But we do need to plan for it. We do need to set our visions and, and understand what we want to achieve because I'll be honest with you. I've fallen into the trap. I know you have, Aidan. The Christmas period, we come to it every year and we know, we know through doing, we've been doing this magic stuff for like over a decade now, between us, like 25 plus years, something like that. And every year since we go, oh, it's going to be busy, but the gigs will come in and I'll do them. And that's as much planning as we've put in. And I know from speaking to other entertainers, that's as much planning as they put in. Some people go a little bit further and maybe set up some social media posts say hey i'm doing christmas stuff and that's it and because there's that failure to plan there's that failure to as the title suggests today even plan out the vision of what you want to do you're not making as much money as you could you're not doing as many shows as you could and you might end up doing crap 
doing those Christmas shows, which we know are absolutely painstakingly horrible, where you get crammed in some dingy pub, entertaining some weird company of people that don't give a damn that you're there. Hey, we've been there. I've had plenty of them. Those shows where everyone gets absolutely hammered and you don't want to do them. And this is why this planning, the vision, setting all of that right now is so important. So you can do what you love, do what you want, and make the money which is going to set you up for more amazing holidays and all of that success. Well, there's a few things actually on that that you mentioned that are really important to address. And if you're familiar as a listener uh, with our vision stack, uh, we actually have a free training on the five steps to actually building a thriving and hustle-free entertainment career. If you head over to thesuccessfulmentalist.com forward slash vision, that's V-I-S- I-O-N, almost forgot how to spell vision then, that's embarrassing. Uh, But as part of that training, at the end of the training, we actually break down uh, a process to basically setting your fee that we call the annual thrive number. And if you've followed that, you implement it, or perhaps you learned it in our Learn to Thrive coaching program, it gives you a really clear um, set of data it gives you a set of data which includes the number of gigs that you want to do in the year and and the the average fee or the minimum fee more importantly that you should be charging for each of those uh, shows and it, it gives you a really clear overview and this is the money that i need to make this year but it doesn't quite work as wonderfully and as flexibly as just saying that every month is equal because as you said ashley december like this this whole period of the year this whole seasonal period of the year is totally unrivaled for the most part to pretty much every other month of the year it's stupid how many events there are and what we can really cleverly do if we're careful and actually think about it is actually use that as you said to balance out other years balance out any lulls that might be happening which i'm sure we'll talk about a little bit later but actually give you that freedom and that flexibility to go above your goals go above your targets and feel a lot more comfortable throughout the year especially as the year is coming to an end i I know for me I, i think pretty much every year since I've been performing actually professionally, it's been one of those cases of like at the end of the year, it's rolling around and I haven't done as many shows as I wanted to do every year. That's partly because I set stupid goals, but it's also a huge thing there. It's like, well, Christmas is coming around. I could scoop up and and make do and amend with everything that's actually there. Uh, And it's a really important time to think, prepare and actually use this to go into 2022 really strong without having the biggest problem that we're all, we all inevitably face and that is money and, and finances so this is not so much something that we're going to uh, really drill in today talking about cash flow this that and the other maybe that's a, a future episode but in this episode we really just want to get really clear on the, on the step by step and you started there actually by talking about the vision of actually the the festive season what do we mean by that vision of the festive season Look, I want to break this down so this really hits home and you guys listening right now understand this. I was speaking to an entertainer, uh, the wonderful uh, Chris. I'm not going to say his surname, keep him very vague, but he know when he hears The mysterious Chris, I love that. The mysterious Chris that does mysterious stuff. Uh, I was speaking to him the other day about actually what he wants to do, how he can get more shows, how he can get some more gigs. We're talking about rebranding. We're talking about copy on the website. And he came to the decision of like, okay, what do I need to do with the the, the planning my copy? What do I need to do with sorting my packages? And it was hard. It was hard for him to plan out and he became stuck. We can take that exact example and apply it to the festive 
uh, period. What you probably think we might cover today is, okay, what do I do to, to change my copy? What can I do to actually start building products which are more suited in those, those themed shows? And, and what can I do with kind of like the adverts and, and, and prepping all of that and, and then setting my fees? That's where most entertainers would go. But just like Mysterious Chris in this example, he became stuck, didn't really know what to do, didn't really have an idea of what copy to write, what adverts to write, and the types of shows to do, because he didn't understand the baseline foundation, which was the overall vision of what he wants to do, what he wants to aim for, who he wants to perform for, what type of shows he wants to perform for, and beyond. And when you can start dialing that back in and getting super crystal clear on the things that you want to do within your life, personally and your life professionally, then you can start to formulate specific things out from there by then going to the next step, which is looking at maybe the products and then the planning and then the copy, because you know what you're supposed to be doing. You know what you want to do so that it becomes more clearer. And just to dial this back, if you've not understand it already, people get stuck so many times and then get into the thing of, oh, my Facebook ads aren't working. Oh, I'm not getting as many gigs as I want because I don't know who they're supposed to be performing for. We've mentioned this in the past about niching down on your client base. You look at your vision, you get that crystal clear, you know exactly who you're supposed to be performing for, so you can start to create products which are super specific to that person so that when they can inquire to another magician, you are the best fit for them, and that means that you can super be super specific with your copy and with your adverts to actually hit home with your target client. That's just a small element of that. But again, that starts with your vision. I hope I've made this kind of make sense for all of you listening right now. But it is that vision. Looking at what you want to do, how much time you want to spend, how many shows you want to be doing, reassessing how much you want to be charging, what type of things in the shows do you want to be doing who do you want to be performing for and so much more that's where it starts we'll break down each of those points in turn but i want to make it really clear at this point because you referenced uh, writing copy and preparing ads and all of that kind of stuff a lot uh, preparing for this kind of seasonal period yes you might want to put some adverts in place if that's your cup of tea but realistically we're not saying that you have to go and pay a load of money to go and do a load of advertising just to get these leads again if you want a really clear-cut process that we use in our entertainment businesses to actually generate the leads that we need high quality not just high quantity of leads uh, or the right quantity not it's not all about the amount of leads that you get it's all about the quality of those uh, we actually explored a full process across episodes 40, 41, 42 uh, of this podcast. So if you want to scroll back or maybe you've listened to them already, it's probably worth a refresher. Actually jump back and listen to that string of episodes to really dial that in. But ultimately, it's not about going and spending a load of cash. It's not about going and and, and worrying and without teaching the, the vision stack here, that the training that really guides you through this process. A lot of people play on that third category, which is the strategy, which is then the Facebook ads, the social media posts, the what the website copy, and when you don't have that that life and that business actual vision set in stone, it's so hard to make anything work because you don't have that sense of direction, which is really important. And you hit the nail on the head there, Ashley, when it comes down to the events. And I think the most obvious thing to do right now is to just pick a, a, either a market that you want to go into or a market that you are already in and you want to stick with. What is your favorite type of market to actually perform in right now? Is it weddings or is it corporate or are you going for family events or or high-end family events or or like whatever the case is? 
what we're going to start by doing is actually thinking of that one specific type of event for the Christmas season. And again, there are weddings happening all the way throughout the year. If that's your your thing, if you want to go and do that, then we're not going to teach you how to suck eggs at this point, but start by really getting clear on what is the type of event that I want to be filling my calendar with over the seasonal period. And don't try and spread yourself too thin. Don't try and do these family events, plus these corporate events, plus these uh, extra parties, plus these virtual shows, plus this, that, and the other, because you will just be absolutely shattered. You'll hit burnout really, really quickly. And as the saying goes, it's better to be a big fish in a small pond than a small fish in a big pond. There you go. So uh, you little guppies out there swimming in the ocean, screw you, you don't work. Um, <laughs> a shark in a fish tank. A fun fact for you, like there's this whole biology thing, a, a thing that you see on Instagram every blooming time, uh, is that if you put a shark actually in a fish tank, it'll grow to a good size for the fish tank. Uh, so it'll actually be stunted. And that's a really good exercise or a model there to actually look at your limiting beliefs uh, as, a, as an entertainer. Uh, are you that big fish in that small pond, do you have the opportunity to break through uh, that pond and swim into the lakes and the rivers? And we're getting wildly off topic now, but there you go. There's something extra for you. But start by picking the types of event that you want to do. And perhaps actually you could probably jump in and talk a little bit about uh, the fact that it's not just the type of event that you want to do, but actually the style of the entertainment that you're actually there. What are you offering? Are you doing close-up? Are you doing stage? Are you doing, uh, what is it that you're actually doing at those events? It's like, great, I want to do the corporate events because there's a bloody lot of them in Christmas in my area. Is that good enough or we need to go further? No, we need to go further because if you think about it from uh, my weird autistic logical brain here, how the hell are you going to pitch it if you just go, all right, I'll do corporate Christmas shows? What's the pitch going to be like? How are you going to inform your clients? (laughs) All of this, you don't know what to do. For me, it's easy. If you're in corporate, as an example, what are they going to be doing in the corporate field over this time? Well, quite likely, it's going to be the Christmas parties, the office Christmas parties. There's going to be a lot of those coming up. You might have high-end kind of like management area managers and directors having like big gala dinners to maybe celebrate Christmas. Or you might be aiming at like small office parties. Aim a bit more specific, go a little bit more along the line and get right down into what you want to do. And then from there, you can start to look at these specific events and go, okay, What are some of the problems I can solve during this event? What are some of the things I can do during this event? And what are the things that I want to do during this event? You mentioned close up or stage or maybe playing games or like doing like party Christmas stuff, like doing what you want to do, doing what you love is so important so that you don't fall into the trap of just being like every other entertainer, just like, yeah, I'll rock up and do close up and then get bored of that and just stick into that. But also looking at these hyper specific events at that specific time, what are some of the problems? And we know some of the problems in like the office Christmas parties at that time, people go there, they're a bit bored. And just from my experience from working and being at quite a few, loads of people turn up and go, Yep. Same old thing again. Nothing changes. We've got the band, the mill, some people get drunk, and then we go home. And it's just another work day. Oh, I know my office that I work with, but who the hell are the other 10 tables? Those are some like big problems which I've personally seen from like events I've been working at and events that... I have been to as well. And when you identify that, now you can start to create a problem which solves those problems. And as we all know, when you've got a product which solves problems, 
well, that's 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 very valuable, and that's actually how you shift stuff, <laughs> you know. And then you can start looking along that track, and then you're a little bit further along. Does, does that kind of make sense? And have I made that easy enough to understand, Aiden? Well, yeah, this is something that we can start doing now and start thinking in advance. But the the, the real point that we're trying to get to here is like, if you really want to actually do stage stuff you want to do stage work and that's your kind of thing and you want to become a stage performer you want a stage show that's the area you want to niche down to in these say corporate events there is no point or very little point unless it solves problems going in and saying yep i could do close-up like that leading with the wrong thing is not there that's something that you can add uh, maybe extra if you want to do it although i wouldn't necessarily say go and fill every evening or every single day 100% because you're going to be absolutely knackered if you've got a full diary by the end of <laughs> end of December. You don't really want to be just asleep all of the Christmas actual celebrations if you've got family and uh, over and this, that and the other. But actually pick what type and that style of entertainment do you want to offer? Do you want to be doing virtual Christmas parties? If you want to be doing that, really focus on, on getting that in place. If you want to be doing this stage stuff, go, go and try and get that in place. And the same with close-up. If you're just a close-up worker and, and I say just a close-up worker. That's one of the hardest things to do as an entertainer. So please don't think that that's a, a knock at all. Like it's something that I'll be doing anyway. But if you just want to go and do close-up and you don't want to do a stage or a virtual or any other type of entertainment there, well, focus on that. Lead with the one thing that you really want to actually do. And it, for me, I found it really easy to actually look in the future of like, what do I want to be doing as an entertainer three, five, ten years out and actually think, what are the skills that I need? In fact, uh, I spoke to a, a client a couple of months ago. Um, his name was Jack, and he was looking at um, he wants long-term vision of going on cruise ships. And he had this whole plan mapped out of how he's going to become a cruise ship entertainer. And he got this A3 board up, showed me on I mean, Zoom, and it had, I must say, I've seen at least 30 different types of events. Every single one of them, he had an excuse and a reason to go and do that event so that he could get to the to the cruise ships. And when we actually broke it down, we had a look of like, right, what are the skills that you actually need in order to achieve these cruise ships? And, and he started thinking business and stuff. And I thought, well, let's look at this more of, of a performance side of things. What do you need to have that headline show on a cruise ship? Well, I need stage experience. And it was that one simple realisation there, that penny drop moment of what he wanted to do in the future. He could start preparing for now by leading with that in his office for his existing shows. Get on stage more so that you've got that flight time and that stage experience, which as a result puts you, you never know. We talk about this all the time, Ashley. You never know when somebody that books entertainment for a cruise ship could be sat in your audience. You just never know. But if you're on stage rather than up close... They see you in the right situation. So again, it's creating those opportunities. And that only comes from looking at where you want to go with your entertainment career and see if you can pull that back now and use the festive Christmas period, this seasonal period, as a slingshot in the right direction. That is going to be so much more valuable than just doing 100 shows in Christmas, over the Christmas period and being upset and def deflated and, and crying your way through January because you didn't get enough sleep. Yeah. And one of the other things as well, you know, with this, we've got fees, which we're going to talk about in just a second. But time, how much time do you want to be spending? Because here's the real problem. We've spoken about our vision of like kind of building on like what you want to do to get crystal clear on like your market and then starting to develop that product. But what a lot of entertainers fail to do is actually planning out 
how many gigs they want to do, how much time they want to invest. And I see so many people time and time again, every single year, like you've mentioned earlier, hitting that burnout, hitting that over stressed, overwhelmed sense. And then that ruins their Christmas with their family. If family is a priority for you, then you need to factor that in. You need to start planning for that and planning and and if you do that, you'll come on to something which I'm going to mention in a second, which is gamifying. But looking at what is your time investment? How long are you going to be spending over the festive period? How many shows do you want to be doing? What is your specific target? Get up to that point and then you can go, you know what? I've made enough money. You know what? If I do any more, I'm going to burn out and I'm not going to be able to do what I want to do within my life personally as well. I'm not going to be able to spend the festive period with my family, for example. So maybe you want to cross out, cross out a week over like the festive um period over that Christmas to spend with your family and be like, just regimented with it. You know, I'm not going to do it. And that will solve you with so many problems later down the line. And the other benefit from doing this as well as looking after yourself, please do that. But you've now got stats, you've now got targets, and now you can gamify it. If you know you want to do, I don't know, plucking a number out the sky, 25 gigs over the festive period. For me, for me, it's actually um, it's actually four. <laughs> but I'm a I'm a very like that's the point. I know exactly what I want to do. I'm not going to do any more. I know that I do very high end shows, so I only need very few of them because I want to prioritize my time on other things which I also care about, and that just proves the point there. But you're now giving yourself certain stats to follow. And if you can gamify it, and if you can start to get excited, like, oh my gosh, I've just got another lead. Oh my gosh, I've just made another booking. You start to have fun doing this. And now you're not going to lose motivation going through potentially what is a very, very useful time financially for you, which might lead to, as you said, more things in the new year. Because again, on that flip side of that coin, there are people that get overwhelmed. And when they get overwhelmed, they lose motivation, they lose touch, and it becomes very, very difficult. So if you can actually plan out what is your limit, what do you want to do, get prepared with that as well, and then start to gamify it, you can't not go wrong. And now everything's going to feel better and you're going to, I would say, convert more leads because you actually know what you're doing and you're not stressed, you're not all over the place, and you've got that full on motivation, which you're excited to do. Well, you know, I was listening to a podcast from uh, Ryan Daniel Moran, the author of 12 Months to a Million Dollars. It's a great book on actually building a million dollar physical products brand and he breaks that process into a couple of clear chunks and, and equals that first chunk the grind uh, and, and by that grind he means like it, it takes a lot of work to get things off the ground and he was talking to a bunch of entrepreneurs in his membership about their feelings in this grind phase where they are right now and the one thing he said to me then that really resonates to what we're saying here is that you shouldn't optimize for the sales, the income, the money, the, the whatever it is, the profit, the X, Y, Z, the fulfillment, the, this, that, and the other. In that period of the grind where you're doing a lot, you're hustling for the sake of using that phrase, even though we hate it and it makes us sick, uh, but you, as you're hustling in quotes there to actually make the, that grind period, that festive season actually work and to prepare for that festive season there, you should be optimizing for energy, not for the overall other things like the the sales, the the profit and stuff. You optimize for your energy. So providing throughout the prep phase, which is from now, because you're listening to this episode, from now all the way through and, and beyond the festive season, providing you're optimized and you're feeling really energized about the stuff that you're doing, like that's going to be much more valuable than whether or not you've hit this specific target. So uh, by all means, I'm not 
disagree with Ashley's point there in terms of set a target. But what I am saying is set a target, but optimize for the energy, for the motivation, because that is what will sustain over the long haul. We've got friends in the entertainment world that had a really busy Christmas like years ago, and they just fell out of love with it as, as a profession just because it was really hard and again what they weren't optimizing for their energy they were loving the moment but there was a lot of stuff going on so you know your boundaries you know your thresholds and when you set that in place set your energy in place and optimize for that then you're going to be much better so be realistic but also be ambitious at the same time yeah because this is a real real problem over this period doing too much can ruin you and it can throw you off course uh, oh, i was shattered last like last proper festive season you know what i'm just going to throw out an idea uh we, we disagree with this but a lot of entertainers say oh january february march they're always kind of empty and, and dull and you don't make a lot of a uh, lot of money throughout shows and there's not that many people booking you that's bs because we get booked and there are there are events out there and there's there's very clever things which you can do which i'm sure we'll mention uh much later on in terms of mass lead gen for the rest of the year but I would argue the reason why a lot of maybe entrepreneurs in general and specifically entertainers struggle with that supposed lull during the January, February, March is maybe because they're mentally and physically exhausted and that has a knock on effect. I'm just throwing it out there. Just a hypothesis. But I would argue it's a very valid hypothesis, you know. I, and to be fair, I, I think you'd be you'd be pretty right because again, if you look at this every period of the year, and if you want to get really businessy, I, I wouldn't. But if you in this case, but if you want to, like every quarter of the year, you have to be optimizing for each quarter as you come up to it. So actually, that first quarter of the year where there's no gigs, no nobody's being booked, was because the last quarter of the year you weren't able to optimize for the next quarter because you were too busy focused on the festive season you're too busy thinking about oh my gosh filling your diary in december so that you get a load of money to cover for the lull when actually what we can do is start working now earlier to fill up the the christmas period to the level that we want and i think now is probably a great time to talk about the whole fees process um but actually fill that Christmas period so that during the Christmas period, you're in fulfillment mode, but you can optimize for the lull that is supposedly inevitable. Well, you're working ahead. You're working in the future. That's what what we're doing with this podcast. Like it's August right now and you're listening to it in October. Yeah. And, and, you know, I was reading something um, which uh, Jeff Bezos said. (laughs) He's always working in the future. He's he's never working on like the now stats and now sales. He's, He's months, maybe years down the line working on like ahead. He's caring about all of that because that's his job as as the the owner of the overseer. Although I don't think he is now because of weird the things. Overseer, Amazon's a weird is. place, so maybe let's not talk about that guy. <laughs> but it's a valid point, and you you have said something here, fees. We've touched on it in this episode, and we spent a lot of time talking about the vision, mainly because it's in the title, and this is kind of the foundation to stop you messing up and to actually put you on the right track of time. If you start thinking about that, then everything's going to fall into place, and you're going to do very very well. But Can also, I, just, just just a quick second. I've just realised, Ashley, we're telling people to get ready for the seasonal period in October. People are going to know that we've been preparing for the seasonal period in August. All I say is, I like it because I'm already pitching my uh, Christmas products in August. So I've got two months ahead of you then. <laughs> oh, for God's sake. That's, That's hilarious. Funny. Anyway, as um, you were. But I'll ask you a question, Aidan. You, you've touched on it earlier. Um, you said that it, it can be profitable when there is an opportunity to up your fee. And, and then you've touched on it now. Should, should we 
be upping our fee then just a direct question during this period if we if we set our visions we know what we want to do we know how many shows we want to do and we go hey i'm going to be busy there's there's a demand ah oh, just up my fee is it greedy should we stay over all packages what what's the process here if if we've everything's clear and we're now looking at the money yeah i mean this is always the challenge isn't it and and the reason it's a challenge is because everybody thinks or, or i say everybody a lot of people think in one way and that is like there's demand basic rule of business supply and demand if there's a lot of demand and I'm the supplier, well, I can increase the fee and the demand's still going to meet it. And and that's kind of the approach that we go. And the, like for me, uh, we've said it before. In fact, we, we ripped the whole raising your fees approach to shreds. So long story short, no, you should not be raising your fees in December unless there's something else, which, which we'll talk about in a second. And we've kind of hinted on already, which is nice. But actually, uh, if you jump back to episode 43, you can hear in terms of the a whole episode on how much should you charge. And again, don't forget to grab the annual Thrive Number process at the end of the Vision Stack training, where we give you your numbers. You just plop a couple of numbers into this process and you get the numbers instantly on how much you should be charging, minimum. But yeah, you should not be raising your fees based on just the fact that it's Christmas. Now, we can raise our fees. Don't get me wrong. You can raise your fees providing that you're solving more problems for your clients like if i'm charging uh 500 pounds for an hour of close-up magic i'm not and this is just meta metaphorical numbers um i charge 500 pounds for an hour of close-up uh, entertainment usually throughout the year but then at Christmas, I'm a thousand pounds. Like you double your fee, or you just even increase it to seven hundred and fifty pounds. It is just greed in and of itself. And and the reason we tend to up our fees is because of that lull that's about to come after us. Why not fill our bank account now so that we can spend out, splash out, have a lovely Christmas, and then just about get by through that following three months? And if you do what we've just said in terms of prepare early, think well in advance so that you can actually look into that lull period and actually make sure that it's not a lull, fill your diary then as well. Now you won't have to increase your fees because it will all balance out overall in the end. So long story short, no, you should not be upping your fees if you're offering the same kind of product. If, however, you are solving more problems or challenges, um, not necessarily problems, but definitely challenges that the events might have, then you get the opportunity to create a package. And in fact, I believe the next episode, um, non-guest episode, in two weeks' time, I think it's launching. In two weeks' time, as you listen to this, we're actually launching a complete episode in terms of building a package. So listen to that episode as well. But yeah, don't go increasing your fee just because it's greed, just because it's uh, not it, It's not good. It gives you a negative psychological approach to the concept of money it puts you in terms of that greed mindset which does not help your financial situation and and you can go woo woo or you can go logical with that approach it's totally up to you and uh, and just on two weeks time actually <laughs> a few of you listening below like, you haven't spoken actually about christmas and like the theme shows in this that's coming in two weeks' times, guys. So prepare for that one because it's all about putting it together. <laughs> yeah, ch cheeky little hint. Go back to last Christmas where we uh, we 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 shared some approaches um, <laughs> about themed and topical shows. Yes, you can jump we back did. into December's there. <laughs> Very oh, direct opinions. Um, but just to just to really make this clear, then the only reason why you charge more is because you've got a different package which is more valuable. Yes, no. Yes. 
And if your package is the same close-up package with a different name and you dress up with a Christmas hat, should you be charging more, Aiden? Uh, no, in fact, they you should be paying them if you're showing up with a Christmas hat, just for there the sake of, of of more fees. Okay, and that this was a joke. Isn't... <laughs> <laughs> Got to make that clear. That was to a be joke. fair. I didn't see that as a joke because, quite frankly, I would never go around in a Christmas hat, and I would feel bad. You wait. Like you wait. There, up. There'll be a photo that goes out on our Instagram or something with just an odd moment in a party that we end up doing where we end up wearing a Christmas hat and all of the listeners will be on our backs like you guys hypocrites you don't practice what you preach just because we wore a Christmas hat in one photo that got leaked knowing you Aiden you'll be at a Christmas rave in a hat performing your stage show (laughs) it's a new new niche new niche so just for me on this um this isn't just something we're saying now as a philosophy we're saying now in terms of fees. This is something which we've had all over the time. Like, I know people out there, and I, I want to break this down as well and share some insights into the client's mind. I know there's there's people out there who do two hours of close-up for weddings and then two hours of close-ups for parties, and yet they charge more for weddings. They're, they're doing exactly the same thing. They haven't actually looked into the event, look at the, the challenges that are solving. They haven't looked at how to be more valuable for that specific event. They haven't created a package which is hyper-specific for that event to actually be there and only there, and you can't take it out and literally jump it into a party because it just wouldn't work. They're doing the exact same things and different prices. It's never stood with me. And I'll give you an example from when I was speaking to uh, a client of mine. She booked a band. And uh, they went, yeah, yeah, no worries. We'll turn up two hours. It'll be uh, £350. And she went, yeah, yeah, brilliant. Oh, I'm really excited to have you at my wedding. They turned around, oh, a wedding? Oh, no, our wedding prices are different. It'll be £950 for a wedding. She went, oh, okay. What do you do differently? Well, yeah, we, we turn up and they didn't say anything different. They just said, turn up, do the music. And they got extremely annoyed. They were like, you're doing exactly the same thing. Why are you charging more money just because it's a wedding? And they got really annoyed. You think if your clients find out about this, they're going to get incredibly annoyed. And that goes against you. And the same is with Christmas packages. If you're offering the same close-up packages you do all year round for weddings and parties, don't. My prices are changing for certain packages over Christmas, but that is because I've developed a new package which is only available throughout November, December, and January. It's not available anywhere else in the year because, it, quite frankly, it wouldn't work. It's hyper-specific for the festive period, and that's why it comes with its own price. It's not ridiculously higher. It's not ridiculously lower. It's based on exactly what Aidan said, the value that I'm putting in, the time that I'm putting in, everything that I'm putting in, which then dictates my price. It's like running a Black Friday sale, some random Tuesday in the opposite half of the year. It just doesn't make sense. And the same kind of thing goes here. We start running different pricing strategies between different events because we can get away with it. It's it's greed in in and of itself. And if you are doing that, don't. I mean, if you're if you're upset, you're offended, or you feel like this approach is really wrong you're invited to have that opinion and feel that way but please just pay attention to how you're feeling as we say this kind of thing because this is something that we really really believe in and and we believe and we've proven to ourselves if not to you as a listener that just making this tiny little nuance of keeping everything really level playing field open and transparent actually rewards us in the long run rather than i mean at the end of the day look it comes down to this situation. You meet somebody on the fly who is a perfect client. And they say, oh, how much do you charge? 
and you have to think and then make it up on on the head or think about which packages that they work and what type of event and if you've got like a hundred different packages across a hundred different type of events and and it's all crazy and you can't really think of the price and then you do this awkward thing of oh, oh, oh I, I, I best to talk money over email uh, and, and you do this weird awkward uncomfortable thing of like run away from the the question like that is awkward as heck it'll make you feel uncomfortable it'll put your clients in doubt mode like oh, if they're not comfortable saying that what what do they want what are they expecting whereas if you can actually go ahead and say oh how much do you charge if you can, and we're not saying that you should, this is perhaps another conversation for another time because of our philosophy around this, but if you can, in that moment, reel off your fees and your packages to a client as you meet them there and then, you create this beautiful dynamic of open transparency, of confidence, more importantly, and transparency plus the confidence is literally two of the most important things to creating a great rapport and a really good relationship with a potential lead. And... Um, yeah, I know that so far in this episode, we've we've spoken an awful lot about, about actually how to prepare for Christmas and start doing these little things now. They're really easy changes to actually make so that during the Christmas season, you can focus on just showing up as the best entertainer possible. You're looking after your, your mindset, your business, your performance and your health, partly because your business is taken care of for the most part. You can just optimize for your performances, your health and your mindset, which is a beautiful position to be in, but also so that as you're doing that, you you can then use that time as leverage to prepare for the after season, that little lull, the bit after Christmas, the calm after the storm, for lack of a better metaphor. But Ashley, can we yeah. jam some ideas on actually calm after the storm style approaches? Like how do we how do we not have a calm and keep everything calm? Well, how do how do we basically ruin this metaphor in every way possible? The first one we've already discussed, we've already discussed filling up your festive period, November, December, with obviously those shows by getting in. And in our essence, if you listen to 40, 41, 42, networking and building those connections with clients to get booked now, that then frees us up. So that's the first step to free up the time to start working on this. Okay. The next step after that is what are we going to do? Well, I've actually thought about this and the things which I will be doing personally within my own business, I will be using January, February and March as technically lead gen for the rest of the year. I will be doing my events the same as usual, my corporate events, which will be happening and my local weddings, which will be happening. But I will be using this predominantly as lead gen by booking in stage shows, gala dinners, people turn up, bang, nice champagne reception, three course meal, show at the end. And I'm going to be using that to funnel people in get the ticket sales, make some money off the ticket sales and use every single person that comes to those shows as an opportunity to pitch shows throughout the rest of the year, which means I can start getting money in now from those fees to secure the dates. And now I'm going to have a really profitable January, February and March. Well, I, I just love when we, we spoke about this episode a couple of days ago, we was we were sitting here talking about it and was like, right, why is, we, we was trying to find the problem, the root cause of the problem of why is there this lull in uh, post-seasonality uh, post fluctuations. Uh, to I tried to use fancy words there and I butchered it and I kept going through and it made like, and now sounds like I was trying to be clever when realistically I actually had that in my head. Anyway, moving on why we tried to find the root cause of this lull and and we kind of looked at each other and laughed and thought well, why do we need a root cause if at the end of the day if if you, if you really believe that there aren't events happening in that period 
why don't you just create your own? And that's like where where we laughed and joked and we was like, well, it doesn't take a lot to basically work with a venue to put on a stage show or, or just, heaven forbid, rent a place or book out a, an actual venue, a space and just make a show happen. Do that work. Use it as a great opportunity to perhaps trial something that you don't usually do. If you spend nine months of the year doing uh, flipping just private gigs and that's all you do, why not spend that first three months of the year doing a public show? Use that as, again, it's not only a really clear high leverage opportunity there for you to actually jump in and do something like mass lead gen and or mass social media audience building or list building or whatever approach you want to go in terms of marketing. Not only is it a great opportunity there, but it also gets you doing something different so that you're not starting the year doing the same old thing and coming out of this hyper-stressed or burnt-out or or recovery or needed recovery period after your busy Christmas, if that's what you want, unlike Ashley, who's only going to be doing four shows. Um, if you don't come Ooh. out of this like most entertainers, then having to worry about going back and doing that same feeling again and, and basically adding more bricks onto this pile of bricks, which is you're underneath it's like you don't have to do that just try and do something different and play with your skill set like when you that in and of itself is what we're going to be doing uh, and i'm sure we'll be able to update you in january february march as it's happening live um we'll have to think of a way of actually doing that so we're not recording these way in advance otherwise people will be waiting until uh april may june to hear about it yeah. we'll, we'll work that out Another idea, just thrown out there before we wrap up today's episode. Focus on the follow-up from all these Christmas events, guys. Just because you've done the event doesn't mean that it's over. Look, this works for every event. There's always going to be more opportunities afterwards. Even if you book a wedding, you think, whoa, the wedding's only going to happen once. <laughs> Lies! They might get divorced. No, <laughs> there's other <laughs> stuff there. Um, look, corporates, you have the Christmas party. Why not do the... Uh, the celebration fancy show at their AGM or their awards dinner. Why not start pitching that and getting that done in your follow-up weddings? Okay. Are these people having like a birthday in the summer, a party in the summer, family barbecue in the summer, parties? Well, it goes without. Is anyone getting married in the summer? <laughs> Are they having any more parties in the summer? Equally, you can use these events to go, okay, where do you work? What's your work doing? You know, these, these are crossing over into different niches as well. But I, I, so I just wanted to use this to really kind of cover every possible, well, most 90% of the examples to show that, Hey, just because you've done a Christmas gig doesn't mean it's over. Use this as leverage to book more shows. And now you're going to start filling up 2022's calendar. Or if you're listening to this in 2022 or years beyond the next year's calendar from the busy period and then if you start optimizing january february march and using that as lead gen putting on your own events you're going to fill your pockets with money and then you're going to fill up the calendar even more and now you've created a year full of gigs super easy with no stress and that's how we roll and that's how to really thrive and be hustle free the simple way simple as that it really is as simple as that and again i'm actually really excited about this festive season because this i think I think, by all means, correct me if I'm wrong, Ashley, this is the first year ever of us doing entertainment over Christmas professionally that we're actually going to do it right. We've planned for it. I've been pitching shows in August because I know what I'm doing. I'm ahead. You might think I'm a fool, but oh boy, I'm in before any of you listen to this podcast right now. <laughs> ha ha. 
Mr. Steel Yo Gig. There we go. So to wrap up this episode, Aiden, I just want to say if anyone is looking to maybe supercharge their entertainment career and maybe go further in this and really work with us personally to help us help you and all of that stuff, take their entertainment career from where they are now so that they can truly adopt some of these strategies and thrive within everything they do. Where can they go? What can they do if they want the short and easy version of just like bang they're there zero to hero if you want to if you want to come and learn with us uh, and train with us we actually have a couple of spaces actually open right now for our flagship elite seven week coaching program learn to thrive it's a seven week course of daily video content designed to get you thriving and hustle free in your entertainment career we follow a proven successful formula to actually and i hate the word formula in this context but you follow a proven successful process uh, more accurately to actually stripping out all of the of the crap and the nonsense that you don't need in your entertainment career and really focusing on the most important steps to becoming thriving and hustle free you'll be guided and mentored by us you join the group of awesome thrivers that doesn't have a ring to it we're not going to call you thrivers anybody in learn to thrive we, we get to actually roll there and join the community that we're building inside the learn to thrive course and actually accelerate this for years to come you can head over to thriveinmagic.com pop an application through and if you are a great fit for the course we'll hop on have a little chat and get you moving from there so if you do want to take a seven week shortcut it's, it's almost like a magic bullet to becoming thriving and hustle free with support so you don't mess up in the process head over to thriveinmagic.com hey it's aiden here i hope you enjoyed this episode if you did it would really mean the world to us if you just took a moment to leave a rating and a review on your preferred podcast player that way it just helps us grow the show and get it into the ears of more listeners across the world in a non-creepy way also when you're ready to roll here are three ways that we can help you right now number one is to join our free facebook group It's called the Magician's Business Group and we're creating the most valuable space on the internet for entertainers that are looking to grow and improve their business. We'd love you to join us inside. So to do that, just head over to thesuccessfulmentalist.com forward slash group and the magic of the internet will take you straight there or just pull open Facebook and search for the Magician's Business Group. Number two is to take our new quiz. It'll help you find the biggest opportunity in your entertainment business right now. And in just a few quick questions, you'll be presented with a seven minute breakdown of your biggest opportunity and how you can actually go about tackling that to help increase your entertainment business and boost it completely. In order to take the quiz, just head over to thesuccessfulmentalist.com forward slash quiz. That's thesuccessfulmentalist.com forward slash quiz, and we'll be able to get you your results. Number three, momentum. If you'd like to make an extra two grand a month in magic without paying a penny for advertising, we'd love to help you. Our latest coaching program, Momentum, is designed to get you booking gigs every single week for at least £500 so that you can be growing your entertainment business without having to worry about websites or business cards or advertising or any of that kind of stuff. To find out more, just head over to thesuccessfulmentalist.com forward slash Momentum. That's thesuccessfulmentalist.com forward slash Momentum and we'll send you all of the details.